That's right. Hey, we're going to get started with barbershop.talk. If you are unfamiliar with our podcast, welcome aboard. Our topics are really determined by what we talk about in the barbershop. That's right. That's how we determine our topics. Now, I'm not alone. I'm here with my co-host. My co-host is KC. Thank you, J-Rod. As he said, if it goes down in the shop, it goes down on our podcast. Our shop ain't vacant. If it happens there, it happens here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Hey, you know something? Let me tell you what our podcast is about. Our clients from 421 Barbershop here in Indianapolis decided to get our reaction on certain videos. So they just want to know what we think about it. So what we did, we set them up randomly and we're going to play on and we are going to go ahead and give you our reaction. That's what we're going to do. And that's what our show is about today. So, Casey, I'm just going to go ahead and start this very first one. And see if I can pop it up here on the screen. And there it is. So let's get to going and see what they are talking about. All right, here we go. Famous Chinese food people don't eat in China. First, orange chicken. Native Chinese people don't eat this kind of orange chicken in China. Orange chicken is invented here in the U.S., some said by a Panda Express chef back in the 1987. Second. Okay, wait a minute. We can stop right there. We can stop right there, Casey. <laughs> Oh, they trying to say that orange chicken, orange chicken was not a Chinese dish? No, apparently not. Now, how do you think it came about, J-Rod? Well, all right, I'm, I'm going to tell you how I think. I, I think what happened is that somebody who used to work at Panda Express restaurant mm-hmm. came in early one morning, yeah. and he stopped at McDonald's to uh, eat breakfast, right. and he ordered some orange juice. And while he was drinking on the job, he spilled the orange juice on the General Tao chicken. Uh-oh. And uh, they didn't want to throw it away, so they called it uh, orange chicken. We don't chicken. waste money. No, no, they didn't want to waste money at all. I mean, that that's what I think happened. That's how I think that this orange chicken was invented. Wait, well, he gives a pat on the back because I like that orange chicken. <laughs> I also like that general style chicken, too. <laughs> all right, well, that just surprised me. That just surprised me. I'm going to see what else, what else we got going on here. That's not uh, invented in China. Again, to add fuyang or the Chinese omelet. As we know that omelet is originated in Europe. Chinese people don't eat egg fuyang in China, but Chinese people do eat a lot of steamed egg custard like this. Third. Oh, oh, I like custard. But, but egg fuyang is not a Chinese dish. So, no, that, that's what she said. She said it's not a Chinese dish, so the answer would be no. So what they do is they just take some old dish and some name and throw some Chinese words behind it. You think it's authentic. <laughs> Egg Poon Young, you know, <laughs> that's got to be Chinese, right? Uh, to me, I got out of that is that the Chinese don't eat omelets. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Hey, but they make them. Hey, I'll make them good. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. Here we go. Beef broccoli. Beef broccoli in the U.S. is originated from a traditional Chinese dish called stir-fried beef with Chinese broccoli. But the Chinese immigrants in the U.S. cannot found Chinese broccoli in the U.S., so they substituted with broccoli. Famous Chinese food people... Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Why do they got to separate everything? How could I got to be American broccoli and Chinese broccoli? How come broccoli can't be broccoli? I don't get that, KC. Apparently, there's a difference in the broccoli. I'm assuming, because I guess I ain't never had Chinese broccoli. They couldn't find it in the U.S. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, they couldn't. No, they couldn't. Man, that's something else. I'm going to move on. We're going to this next video. 
see kind of reaction because you know the uh, Super Bowl is coming up here. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, have you ever been to a Super Bowl? Uh, Super Bowl party. Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people went to the Super Bowl party. <laughs> but have you ever went to the Super Bowl? No, I have not. I have not. Because those tickets are expensive. Extreme. Yeah, yeah. So here's a story about a guy going to the Super Bowl, and it had something to do with tickets. Okay. Yeah, I had I had a sneak peek at this one, but. All right, we're going to see what they're talking about here. Here we go. Let me, let me get this started here for you. All right, listen to this story about Super Bowl tickets. I had a ticket for the Super Bowl last year, but when I sat down, I could not believe that the seat next to me was empty. Now, these tickets were expensive, so I asked the man on the other side of the seat if somebody else was sitting here. The man looked at me, and he says, no, the seat is empty. And I was like, that's incredible. Who in their right mind would possess this Super Bowl ticket and decide not to go? He was like, well, actually, this seat belongs to me. I was supposed to come with my wife, but you see, she passed away. He looked at me and said, this will be the first Super Bowl we didn't watch together since we got married. I felt horrible that I even mentioned the seat, but I had something in the back of my mind that I just had to ask. First, I said, oh, man, that's horrible. I'm sorry for your loss. But then I said, but couldn't you find someone else to take the seat, a friend or a relative? And that's when the man shook his head. He was like, no, they're all at the funeral. I had to take <laughs> That's a true fan. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true fan. I feel like. <laughs> Everybody's at the funeral but him. Yeah. I might make the repass depending on if it goes overtime or not. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, uh, he better call me next year because I want those tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he better give me those tickets. <laughs> they are expensive. And, you know, that, that's shame on us for making that uh, comment about that. They said we shouldn't talk about dead ladies. That's that's our audience listeners listen to. They booing us, KC. I ain't say nothing bad about the lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make the repass. Oh, that's that... some respect. Oh. Yeah. oh, okay. We made up for it. All right. Okay, we made up for it. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead. We're gonna go to our, our next video. That's our reaction. Our reaction is simple as this. Yes, Super Bowl tickets are very expensive and do whatever is necessary to make sure you go to the game. I sold that ticket, though. <laughs> all right, well, let's go ahead and try our next video and get our reaction on that. This is what our podcast is all about today. So here we go. We're going to do it our next one. Oh, it looks like it's a Trump video. <laughs> hit that again, J-Rod. Yeah. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, let's see what this guy got to say. All right, let's get my little reaction to you. All right, Donald Trump, what do you want? So the Lincoln Project just released a brand new ad slamming Donald Trump for being a dictator, and it is fantastic. Trust me, it's worth a watch. Take a look at it. And on the eighth day, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a man to test the will and goodness of a free people. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man who failed in everything but theft and broken promises to live in a golden palace and convince the poor he serves their needs. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a wicked man to lead the common folk with hatred and fear. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a corrupt man who is above the law and immune from justice. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man who will use violence to seize power. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man whose followers will call black white, call evil good, and call criminals hostages. So God made a dictator. God said, I need his political party to obey without question, and the press fear his wrath. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a cruel man who uses his power and position to punish and harm his opposition. So God made a dictator. God said, I need a man who breaks the faith of even his most godly followers and leads them to idolatry, place him above me. So God made a dictator. And then God said, I sent this man to test you, and until you cast him down, you have failed. 
So God made a dictator. Yeah, I am blown away. Man. That's an excellent commercial. And you know what's funny about this? I don't know if you know this or not, j Rap, But they took a commercial that Trump made on his true social and put a spin on it. Oh, did they? Yeah, because, uh, you know, Trump put on his true social network that uh, that God needed a, a new prophet or something, <laughs> a new, you know, and so he created him on such and such day. And then God needed this new prophet to lead the country. So he was elected, you know, such and such day. And then God needed him again, which, you know, that's all lies, BS. But I love the spin they put on this. And theirs is truthful. Yeah, I, I I have to agree. You know, it's one of the things that disappoint me, uh, is disappointed to me in the country. And that is that they, the GOP, the Republican Party, is allowing this person to be the front runner because they're absolutely correct. He wants to be a dictator. He does not want the laws uh, to apply to him. He has 92 indictment against them. And we want this person to run our country? The answer is no. So I ask you, as citizens of the United States, educate yourself. Look at Donald Trump and ask yourself, do I want my children to be like this man? And if the answer is no, then you need to vote your conscience. That's right. I mean, that is simply crazy for a man to be a criminal, alleged criminal, whatever you want to say, but have all these indictments against him and still the front runner of a party running for the president of the United States? That is ridiculous. And, you know, he did an interview with... Uh, oh, oh, sorry about that, Casey. He did an interview on Fox News with... Uh, uh, what's that other liar? Sean Hannity. <laughs> and, uh, and Sean Hannity was trying to give him an out because people were saying, you know, Trump wants to be a dictator. And so Sean Hannity goes, now... Tell the people, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? You know, he's like trying to you know, get them to say, no, he ain't right. And Trump goes, on day one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He did say that. The truth slipped out. <laughs> but, you know, that's what happened when a man is born rich. That's a man that is born with a bunch of privilege. He cannot relate to the common man. Now, he may... Um, perceive that he relates but in reality he does not he he haven't been in my neighborhood <laughs> as far as i know at all yeah but his problems extend far beyond just being rich you know it's uh it's a cultural thing that was within his household you know beyond just being rich that, that made him such the such a deranged person you know I, i'm gonna move on i'm gonna move on off of that guy and we're gonna go ahead with this next video and see what uh this was all about so I'm just going to go ahead and start this one up. And then again, as our clients asked us to give us our reaction, here we go. I keep seeing this clip of Nikki Haley where they ask her like, hey, you said you're going to raise the retirement age to 70? She's like, yeah, for anyone who's like in their 20s, they're going to have to retire at 70. They can't retire at 67. And I'm like, first thing, like my dude right here, you expect him to work to be 70. You expect him to work till he's 70 or even some young people on this fucking app people younger than me like am i included in that group nikki i'm almost 40 i'm a few months away from 40 am i included in that group second thing nikki how is your only idea of hey social security isn't banking enough money to just pay less social security how is that the idea when i just read a report 
that said we're going to see the first trillionaire in the world soon. In the next 10 years, someone will own a trillion dollars. Just so you guys know, that's a million million dollars. <laughs> it's a thousand billion is a trillion. And a billion is a thousand million. And a million is a thousand thousand. <laughs> so someone will have a million million dollars. But you can't figure out how to get some of that money out of them? Like, we got billionaires running around. What are they doing? Buying Twitter and ruining it? <laughs> Jeff Bezos out here making like $7.9 million a minute. And he's using that money to do what? Build a clock? Can <laughs> aliens find us when we're all dead? Could somebody please come up with an idea? Just one fucking idea that isn't, hey, work until you die. <laughs> that would be great. I would like one fucking person to just walk up to the podium and be like, hey, my platform is uh, you don't work till you die. You get a couple years. Uh, just a couple years. When I was born, the retirement age was 63. 63. And now, and now our expectation for how long we live is dropping and we're working longer and there's less jobs. What fucking job do you expect a 69 year old to do? Cashier? (laughs) They don't have that many of those anymore. And that's now. I'm not talking 49 years from now, Nikki Haley. How many fucking, how many old people, 69 year olds, do you expect to see working? What are they supposed to do? Swing a hammer? <laughs> Where are we going with this? What, what are we doing here? AI's out here replacing fucking everything. Everything is running through. The only jobs that are going to be left in the future are plumber and HVAC. You know why? <laughs> because all the servers that operate all these fucking AI farms need running water and they need to stay cold. But some somewhere out there, there's some asshole who's figuring out like, all right, I'm, I can make a computer server that doesn't overheat somewhere out there. And that dude is going to be ruining the last two jobs that humans need. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell us how you really, really feel. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> hey, hey, Casey, I got a question. All right. If a life expectancy is 78-year-old for male, what is middle age? You're pretty good at math. 39. All right, 39. So they need to change the definition. First of all, change the definition of middle age. <laughs> now, that is absolutely absurd that they want people to work to uh, 70 years of age. Yeah. Uh, I think that people are supposed to enjoy a little bit of life. You know, it's not that you work in the workforce for 30 to 40 years and then take a couple of years and then just pass. I don't think that's the that's the game plan. You're hey, supposed to be able to enjoy yourself. If you hitting that grind till seventy, you are gonna pass. You are just gonna work the pass. <laughs> now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine working till seventy years of age? You know, what exactly are they planning on you to do? What are you gonna do? Construction work. <laughs> this build might take about seven, eight years, and I won't be around to see the end of it. <laughs> I think that is crazy. I think that is really crazy. And in fact, what I really think that they're trying to do is work on fear. I really think that uh, Social Security, that money is not used for anything else. It's just for Social Security. There's no fear of that money running out. But they're putting out this narrative to scare people. And the reason they want to scare people, because they want to touch that money. They want to have control of that money. 
Right. Wall Street been after that big old giant social security fund for about 20 years. <laughs> You're right about that. Now, I got another idea. You know, why don't you let the wealthy people pay into social security? That's a good idea. Because there's a lot of people that's not paying into social security, but they do get the benefit of it. Yeah. And so, look, try that. Try everybody contributing to the bucket so everybody get a piece of the pie. The American pie is a big enough so everyone can get a slice of it. So don't, 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 don't prevent people from doing that. Okay, see, I got a lot to say about that, but we do need to go on because, you know, our clients send us these videos. Yeah. So because of that, we better go ahead and move to the next video, right? They want our reaction, so let's give us our reaction. So let's see what we have here. Let's see what the next video is all about. We're gonna close this up real quick and then we are gonna put this one in there and let's see what this is all about. Hey, I, I'm familiar with this guy, hey, I see him all the time. If anyone can tell me what Donald Trump is trying to say here, I'm all ears. But we're also going to place strong protections to stop banks and regulators from trying to debank you from your debank. You know, your, your political beliefs, what they do, they want to debank you and we're going to debank. Think of this. They want to take away your rights. They want to take away your country. The things they're doing, all electric cars, give me a break. But sure, it's Joe Biden <laughs> in cognitive decline. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> now that. Is that what the bank's been up to? <laughs> they want to debank us. What the heck is that all about? Y'all trying to take away your political rights and, and just give me a loan, damn it. <laughs> you know, what it sounds like to me, Casey, he learned a new word, debate. In fact, he probably made it up. I think what he's really referencing is he can't get a loan because of them six bankruptcies. <laughs> <laughs> and after his court case, he'll have a little trouble with finances. So yeah. it's amazing. A totally amazing. All right. Okay, audience. Okay, clients. That, that was our reaction to that one. So, you know, we're going to move on. You know, but before we move on, I do have to make certain that we give our sponsor uh, some credit here. First of all, we'd like to uh, uh, thank uh, King Cap, who allow us to use his studio every week to do our podcast. And also 421 Barbershop here in Indianapolis, where good things happen to your hair. So if you want something good to happen to your hair, Come on in to 421 Barbershop on Michigan Road to see one of our master barbers. Hey, I thought that was pretty good, Casey. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. So, Big shout out to King Cap for letting us use Out the Way Studio. That's right. Appreciate it. Oh, here, here's some news that's going on. Uh, I think I think people I don't know about this, so we're going to talk about it after we play this video. So here we go. Moving on, child labor laws could be changing here in Indiana. Right now, 14 and 15 year olds cannot work during school hours, but some lawmakers think that should change as long as the kids' parents are okay with it. They also want to allow younger teens to be able to work later than 7 p.m. on school days. Supporters say a lot of kids who play sports are already out a whole lot later than that on school nights anyway. Not everybody likes that idea, though. The AFL-CIO, the union, testified against this bill. They say the focus should remain on school. A committee approved it, 8-3, to three, with all Democrats voting against the bill. It now moves on to the full house. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hold on. I, I got to make sure that I, hear the, I heard this right. They talk about 
the the GOP party is concerned about parents as long as parents are okay with it. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what they say? Yeah, they like it's a it's all about what the, uh, giving the parents rights and choices. Yeah, matter of fact, I, I think that is a, a smoke screen because in mm-hmm. reality, uh, they wasn't used that same argument when it came to transgender. They right. try to take the decision out of the parents' hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't come up with it's up to the parents when they're talking about removing books right. what out of the library. Read, right? Yeah, and you know, so you know what it all comes down to? It comes down to money. Yeah, that's in my opinion. It comes down to money, and this is why I think it comes down to money, Casey. Mm-hmm. It's one there's a uh, uh, a work shortage, right? A workforce shortage. They talk about we don't got enough people working, mm-hmm. right? So some the lobbyists are saying from the corporations, how are we going to fill this gap? I know. Let's remove the restrictions from teenagers and have them work <laughs> these long hours, you know. And also, uh, tax revenue. You yeah. know, since the pandemic, uh, we have lost some tax. They're still trying to figure out the ways to increase that. So when it comes down to KC, it really doesn't come down because parents are demanding this. Yeah. No, it's come down to financial and who we can exploit to fill the gap. Yeah, and it is major exploitation uh this particular law in indiana was that they're proposing it would uh have kids allow kids to work more than nine hours a day more than 40 hours a week and uh work during school hours and work from 10 p.m to 6 a.m while school is in session so you know it's just ridiculous on its face and it has nothing to do with uh, the parents. What parents gonna say? I don't want my kids going to school, learn to read and write. I want to go over there and flip some burgers or something, right? That's, but, a, that's a good point. That's but, a good point. But also, these businesses are lobbying uh, these legislatures, getting a little money and stuff for this because they want to be able to hire cheaper labor force. Because the average, uh, the average person is not gonna work for seven twenty-five an hour. You know, the average adult is not. But that is the minimum wage in Indiana, and they know they can get these high school kids to work for seven twenty-five an hour, and so they want to replace uh, a lot of these adult workers with these child workers for these lower wages. Man, I think you, I think you spot on. So if they wanted our reaction, when I say they are clients, they ask for our reaction to these videos. That is our reaction. Now, also, I want to remind folks that all our videos are out there for uh, educational purposes. Hey, Rod, I just got some late breaking news. Uh oh, what is that? From a story we did earlier about the Chinese food that's not really Chinese Uh-oh. that Chinese people don't eat. Uh oh. Turns out, chitlin chow mein is not a real Chinese dish. <laughs> I never heard of chitlin chow mein. Well, you ain't been at the Chinese store, but <laughs> chitlin chow mein is not a Chinese dish. Who knew? I, I never heard of some chitlin chow mein. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we moving on. We're going to get to bigger topics, KC. Now, we're going to talk about your top 10 restaurant chains in danger of closing. A lot of this is going on, KC. So let's talk about, let's go ahead and do a reaction to this. This is the top 10. Let's see if we're familiar with any of these restaurants. Okay. Top 10 restaurant chains in danger of closing. Number 10 is TGI Fridays. Let's just close that one down now, shall we? Number nine, Burger King. Now, if you saw my list about dirtiest restaurants, Burger King topped the list. They have the most health code violations of all fast food chains. So, oh, I gotta pause them here now. Wait a minute now. Are you talking about those flame burgers, right? It was. They used to be flame broiled burgers. 
They're not anymore. Well, what are they doing now? Now they just frying them. <laughs> I think they throw them on the floor first to get a little seasoning and then put them on the fryer. <laughs> they ain't what they used to be, J-Rod. Allegedly throw them on the floor. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, okay. We see what else is on this list. So, won't be missed. Number eight, Applebee's. Let's close that one down too, okay? We had our fun with the appetizers. We realized the entrees suck. Let's get out while we can. Hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> you talking about the dollar appetizers and the dollar, dollar margaritas. Yeah, now see, I think Applebee's should stay open, but they should only be open from like 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Because that's the only time you want to go there and eat. And you just want to get some appetizers. You ain't trying to get no entree, no meal. Like you said, that sucks. But the appetizers is actually decent. Yeah, not bad at all. And I do like their dollar margaritas. Yeah, I like six, seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see what else is on the list. All right, we'll see what else is on the list here. Number seven, Red Lobster. Now, this one would be a tragedy because if we lost those cheddar biscuits, the world would never be the same. They sell them in a box. Oh, they sell them in a box. Okay, but if we <laughs> lose the box too, we're done. Oh, I, I got to pause here because let me tell you something. Please do not close Red Lobster. I <laughs> love those cheddar biscuits. The biscuits are the bomb. But I'm going to tell you something, Jay Rob. Right, when I was a kid, I used to think Red Lobster was just as good as it get as far as seafood. And then we went on vacation in Florida. <laughs> That's and where they got, yeah, real seafood, right? <laughs> oh, much more abundance. Uh, seafood was larger. Tastier, <laughs> clothes red lobster. But somebody opened up the biscuit place to make some biscuits. All right, well, it may be a pattern here. I say keep red lobster open because I like their margaritas as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we got to move on. Number six, the Outback. Now, the Outback used to be a masterpiece. I know, but it was un 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 unreal. I'm sorry. Ever since years have gone by and they have just declined so sadly and so poorly. Number five, Pizza Hut. I'm fine getting rid of Pizza Hut. I worked there for a while. I'm permanently damaged from it. Oh my goodness, we do have to get rid of Pizza Hut. We really do. I have. I have bought Pizza Hut. No, it has been at least a dozen years. Oh well, there's a prior reason why you have it. <laughs> because it's you know it I, I i particularly i think it went downhill it's on his potential closing list and i'm all for that he's right about outback too man outback used to be the bomb oh yeah and they used to, they used to have those great steaks and uh the, the ribs used to be real good and everything yeah and, but man the food went down steaks were like penny size thickness and well i i agree but there is something that used to be very good the margaritas. <laughs> the margaritas at the Outback was fantastic. And they also had another drink that called Wallaby Dorms. Uh -huh. I think it was Wallaby Dorms. Oh, it was fantastic. Jay Rod, I think you just need a, a bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that's in danger of being closed, I want to visit at least three more times before they do that. All right, let's see what else we have on this list. Number four is the Cracker Barrel, which just needs a good dusting. Number three is DQ. Now, DQ is also on my list of uh, dirtiest fast food restaurants. And, you know, the ice cream machines get dirty and they don't clean them properly. I think we can get ice cream somewhere else. Hold it, hold it, hold it. 
They got to stop that about Dairy Queen because they got a new flavor of ice cream. They do? Yeah. The margarita. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, those are some good ice cream. The margarita ice cream. That's why that's I think they should stay. Now, full disclosure, my very first job was at a Dairy Queen. Oh, my goodness. It was. But this one was a clean one. It was ran real well. So, you know, but yeah, it was a long time ago, you know. So, but it, it was my first job there. All right. Well, we're going to finish so that. But now, um, that Cracker Barrel. I don't think they need to close them. They just need to change the damn name. <laughs> okay, here we go with the cracker, bro. Let's just finish out the last two of them. I feel like I'm not wanted here. I'm going to, uh-huh. Not, no, we can't. Number we, two, here we go. which I just found out is the Carl's Jr. of the East or the South. If you like this list, like the Wicked Witch, if you like this list and want more lists about other nonsense, follow me and leave me a comment with the uh, – restaurant you think should close or you're saddest about if it closes most of these are still going to be open they just are closing a ton of locations so we'll see if they stick around i also follow my instagram and fiance samantha who i've tagged number one <laughs> steak and shake all right now you heard those t- you know our time is running out here so i'm just gonna go ahead and close up uh we're gonna close out here casey here we go I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Mob. Ah, baby. Money count on. Cash on me. Shotty blew my phone. We're out.